Welcome to Partner Ops Partner. I'm your host, Aaron Howerton, and this week, a bit of a fork in the road. It's all about finding balance as a creator. So if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, since last October, when it started, you might remember that I unexpectedly lost my job, and that was a shock. And something happened in that shock that pushed me forward into this strange experience and experiment in actually trying to create a social brand. I'd always felt really restricted from that idea. I've seen people do it. I've wondered how they do it. How do they feel confident to do that? How do they how do they find value? How do people keep connecting? And why do people do that? And why do they listen to them? All these questions. And it always felt a little bit inauthentic to me. I always wonder, is the person I'm talking to and listening to, is this the real person? Do I really get them? And I still question that, honestly, all the time. Because authenticity and transparency are very important to me. But that layoff was a shock. And I immediately pivoted, set me free. I think for the first time in my life, I felt truly free, like I had something to talk about. And I went and wrote a five-part series on LinkedIn about partner ops. I also pushed more deeply into partnership leaders because I didn't have any professional constraints. Being at Sixth Sense and being a part of PL was a constraint because Sixth Sense was and is a competitor to DemandBase. And Asher, one of the founders, was at DemandBase at the time. So I had a natural need to constrain and hold back. Didn't have that anymore. So I pushed in deep. I got involved in their ops programs. Uh, when I say that, I mean the, mean the channels, trying to find and contribute to conversations and ask questions and help people think more deeply about ops. I found a place to share my ideas, people to engage with and connect with, who would engage with my content. I also then took the five-part series for LinkedIn and turned that into a podcast. And that's really all I thought. During this whole process, I wasn't really thinking long-term. I was thinking right now, this is what I want to do. It's keeping me busy. It's helping me add value. And it has been a continual value add for my life ever since. Now, this has all led me into my current state where I am writing weekly articles on LinkedIn that also get cross-published at Partner Hacker through the amazing team over there. They've let me be a columnist at Partner Hacker. I get to host weekly members-only office hours for partnership leaders around partner operations where I get to meet new people every single week. And I get to help clear a path forward for movement within their programs, questions they have, uh, challenges they're facing, and it's just an open forum to have that conversation. I drop a new podcast episode covering all this every single week. I picked up my first advisory gig over at a company called Fluency with Jesse Shipman and her team. That actually comes more largely from connecting last year at Supernode and maintaining relationship, and it, it evolved as a part of all this stuff that I'm doing. Jesse and I have been able to collaborate and work more closely together and get to know each other better to develop that trust for me to, to get to pick this kind of opportunity up, and I'm really excited and humbled by that. I, I became a panelist, right? So I've been on a Magentrix panel, panel recently, I'll get the words out. Just hang with me. Uh, I've got an upcoming panel with Pronto. I've developed much deeper connections and feedback loops with CEOs and founders across a variety of partner tech. I'm getting to talk to people that are leading these companies who are interested in learning more about what the challenges are within partner operations, looking for feedback and ideas around their product, and I'm getting insight into kind of their roadmaps and what they're doing. And that that's one of the coolest things I think that's come out of this is those opportunities to know those people personally one-to-one get to know them, their mission, and their goals, and have genuine conversations around what they're trying to achieve 
love doing that. I would do that all day long if I could find a way to make money at it. And somebody out there is going, Aaron, there's an easy way to make money at that. Well, please send me an email. Let me know. Aaron at PartnerOpsPartner.com. Thank you. Upcoming involvement in conferences. I'm going to go to Catalyst where I'm hoping to lead a workshop there. I'm gonna, I'm, I've got tentative plans to go to Mopsapalooza. Uh, Mike over there is hosting that first year for that where I'm going to hopefully get to do, uh, I'm kind of slated for a 45-minute session to talk about partner operations and marketing operations, educate more operational people on this niche of partner operations. And then I'm also building one to two connections every single week. New people, uh, and that's not true. I, I get more connection requests now than ever, but I'm actually getting on phone calls and meeting people face-to-face, -face, remotely, one to two people every single week without fail. And we can't forget the actual paying job I got at Atlassian that came from some of the networks I built through partnerships in the partner community. Lindsay, Jesse, thank you. The moral of the story there is that networking wins pretty much every time. And now we kind of get to this point right now where I'm at. I have all this stuff moving. And I, you know, with the actual full-time job, the creating the content, this is a big commitment. It's several hours a week on the low end, and I'm reaching an inflection point. That point where it's become a little bit painful because there's so much going on. I have a lot that I've committed to in life, at work, and in this community of partnerships. And I've got to make some critical decisions because the most valuable resource I have is my time. And I cannot continue to put time into things uh, that aren't creating as much value as other things might be able to, both for my life and hopefully for the community, the partnership community I'm a part of. The creating content, though, it's been a very unexpectedly life-giving effort for me. It's helped me navigate a very difficult period of my time. It provides continual value while I try to settle into my role at Atlassian, one of the largest companies I've ever worked for, for sure. It's an ongoing teacher. It's a chance to reflect on what I hear from others in the community and to put that back out there for validation. It's open doors that I've been knocking on for years, and I'm convinced that the value will continue to yield unexpected results as this content lives on, maybe gets found, and gets referenced by other people. The thing is, it's been a labor of love without a clear end goal. It's been effort for the sake of creating, learning, and contributing. And in the past few weeks, it's all come together to reveal a new direction. And that's really exciting for me. To achieve that direction, however, to reach that, I have to find space in my life to work on those things, which means the weekly articles are going on a summer break. You see, I got a full-time job. I got a wife and kids who, you know, continue to want to spend time with me, which is fantastic. And somewhere I have to give in time, and that's going to have to be this weekly creator rhythm. The hours that I'm spending creating this uh, weekly content that's you know published for free and, and made available for free, I need to put that into some of these efforts where I think, again, I'm going to get into social branding, not straight partner operations. I think there's revenue opportunities for me to take my passions and turn those into something that actually help do things like pay bills and 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 give back to my family for the time that I give into the community. And what kind of goals? I'm so glad that you didn't ask. First of all, I'm going to continue to do this podcast. I love doing this podcast. I think the ability of anyone to be able to get out there, create their voice, put it into the world for people to consume in a matter of, like, it's really, really not that complicated. And I've put it off for years, and I'm very excited to do this. I'm going to keep doing this, but I'm going to be working on making it better. How you say? Glad you asked again. Interviews. I've got a list of people a mile long. I want to drag them into these calls. 
I want to specifically talk about partner operations. It's such a niche. Nobody talks about it. And partner tech. And this includes people, founders, CEOs, partner leaders, ops professionals. Hopefully, it won't always just be me joining on for 10 minutes. Also, I've already got one lined up. I just need space to schedule those, edit those down. That's something new. I have a new skill to learn. And then get those into the podcast. I'm also developing a master class on partner operations. It's going to be open to everybody that wants to get a handle on what is partner operations, what are the core pieces of partner architecture we need to get in place, uh, what are the rhythms we need to develop, what's the tech landscape look like. These are all topics that will be included. It's going to be open to everybody, discounts for partnership leader members. And I'm going to give more details as this come, but this is one of those central points of I've, I've got an opportunity to go out there and do something teach a real class, really lean into my experience and maybe give something back and potentially, you know, uh, create a little opportunity for me. That's, I just can't pass that up when that comes. That also, I've also realized there's a need for clarified service offerings. I've had multiple ongoing conversations, have clearly got a demonstrated need, in my opinion, for guides, consulting and delivery services specifically tailored around getting CRMs ready for partnership teams. And I think also understanding partner operations as a function and how partner tech layers into your tech stack from an architectural standpoint. There's going to be some stuff. I'm going to work on this, uh, partner with some different people, and hopefully start to get to deliver on some of these things. I'm very excited about that direction. Uh, community is another piece. I want, to, I want to spend a little bit more time with ops professionals specifically, so trying to build some community there, recurring touch points. If you're in that community, please reach out. Let me know you want to be a part of it. Um, that's something I've been working on for months. I just, it's, again, time, limited resource and where you put it. And then also get my content a little bit more structured. Something that's easier, you know, take all of these articles, pull them together in a more structured place where everyone can reference them and all that kind of stuff. So that's it. That's my goals. And what it means is, again, you will not see weekly articles from me. I know, I know. Everyone's heartbroken. I hear the millions of people crying into their coffees and teas right now. But it's still going to live on at LinkedIn. It's still going to live on at Partner Hacker. And I'll still continue to drop new pieces where possible, re relevant to these pursuits. If you're interested in any of those things, if you think they're good ideas or bad ideas, or if you get value from the podcast, my audience is not so big that I cannot respond to every single person that pings me uh, or even carve out a half hour so we can get connected and I can learn more about your interests. I love what I do here on the podcast. And I really love the opportunities and the potential for partnerships, especially as AI enters the mix. It's going to be a really interesting decade. And I'm really glad to be a part of it. I appreciate your time. As always, I hope you have a good week. And I look forward to talking to you again next week.